Hello everyone, my name is Andy Summers and welcome to episode 13 of Reviving the Soul. Cain knew his wife and she conceived and bore Enoch. When he built a city, he called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. To Enoch was born Erad, and Erad fathered Mahujael, and Mahujael fathered Methushael, and Methushael fathered Lamech, and Lamech took two wives. The name of the one was Ada, and the name of the other, Zillah. Ada bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the lyre and pipe. Zillah also bore Tubal-Cain. He was the forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to what I say. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's is seventy-sevenfold. And Adam and Eve knew his wife again, and she bore a son and called his name Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel. For Cain killed him. To Seth also a son was born and called his name Enosh. At that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. Genesis 4, 17-26. Now, God had commanded Cain to wander the earth as an outcast. That was his just punishment for murdering his brother and for disobeying God. Now, instead, Cain built a city and settled. And Cain's rebellion continues through his descendants as we see in the deplorable character of Lamech. Lamech's marriage to two women is the first mention of polygamy in the Bible and it sets the stage for what kind of man Lamech is. He collects his wives as though they are property, which is not according to God's design. God designed marriage to be a loving union between one man and one woman as modeled by Adam and Eve. Together they would flourish and build society by having children and ruling over the earth. Lamech's response to God's mandate is simply, I'll take as many wives as I wish. Despite Lamech's explicit hatred for God's word, God still uses Lamech's children to create and build society. God's ability to transform wickedness into good sets God's sovereignty out front. Proverbs 21.1 tells us that man's will is like a stream of water in the hands of God, and God bends it wherever he wills. And so, God bends the wills of wicked men to bring about his purposes. In this case, God brings about animal husbandry, music, and the arts, and industry. This is God's sovereign grace, his common grace in the face of human depravity. And yet, the depravity continues to spiral out of control as Lamech breaks into a song of boastful pride. Lamech boasts of his ability to take the life of a young man. Not that the young man was threatening Lamech's life in any way, but rather, it seems as though they were just a part of something akin to a bar fight. And then, Lamech twists the word of God and applies the grace that God showed to Cain to himself, saying, and if God would punish someone for wounding Cain, then the punishment for wounding Lamech would be 77 times worse. In other words, I can do whatever I want, and no one can do anything about it. Just try me. Unfortunately, this gleeful boasting in great evil is clearly seen in our own society. Just this last month, key landmark buildings within the state of New York were ordered by the governor to be lit up pink to celebrate along with the joyous sounds of cheers and laughter filling the legislative chamber in New York as one of the deadliest bills in American history was signed by the governor of New York allowing for babies to be murdered within the womb up until their expected due date. And not only that, but the bill also permits anyone to abort a child and it will no longer be a felony if someone purposefully initiates a spontaneous abortion without the mother's consent. 
In the spirit of Lamech, it's almost as if the political leftist of New York State says to Almighty God and his church, Hear our voice, you citizens of America. Listen to what we say. We have killed a child for being an inconvenience to us, an unborn baby for demanding responsibility from us. You can't touch us. What are you going to do about it? Hashtag shout your abortion. We must ask ourselves, how did we as the bride of Christ allow such deplorable evil to be spread within the nation that we live? We rationalized and justified all the reasons why churches should not get involved in political activity. And look, what good it did. Maybe it is time for a few good men and women to stand up for the lives of the innocent. Maybe it is time to call our local and federal leaders to repentance. Maybe it's time to proclaim the good news of Jesus that although they are dead in their sins, they can repent for and turn from evil and look to the King. King Jesus, who's quick to forgive, is abounding in love and will by no means clear the guilty. Both in this passage and in our own culture, it is hard to see the silver lining that God presents in these dark days. It is easy to get caught up in the end times propaganda of dispensational theology. But Christians, we must say with confidence, as Joseph told his brothers who sold him into slavery, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Because God is good, this passage ends on a joyous note that despite the evil and wickedness that is described earlier, God in his sovereign plan is still working his will. God blesses Adam and Eve with a new son who is called Seth. And Seth represents a new beginning, a fresh start. And it is through the line of Seth that we are told that people begin to call upon the name of the Lord. And it is through one of Seth's descendants that sinners can be reconciled to their creator, through his descendant, Jesus Christ. Now when the New York governor signed a bill that will send millions of babies to the slaughter, there was a local business owner within the state of New York whose name is John Speed. He placed a sign in the window that read, Close today. Today is a day of mourning in New York State. We will not collect sales tax today for a tyrannical government that murders babies. We will resume regular business tomorrow, collecting sales tax under duress. Since then, Mr. Speed's stand went viral online. He has made appearances on Fox and Friends, Glenn Beck, and multiple radio and podcast interviews. Five years ago, Mr. Speed was a part of a documentary project called Babies Are Murdered Here. Very few people took notice of what he was trying to say back then. But now, in God's timing, people are paying attention. What the New York State Senate meant for evil, God will use for good. You can find the Babies Are Murdered Here documentary on YouTube for free. And for more information on how your church can get involved, please go to www.endabortionnow.com. Reviving the Soul is available on all listening platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and many others. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider donating to Reviving the Soul by clicking on the link in the show notes. If you have any questions, please feel free to leave them on my Facebook page, Psalm 19 Revive. And until next time, apply all of Scripture to all of life.